0: How can I know God is real? What does the Bible say about politics? Why does a good God allow suffering? If you have questions about faith, life or culture, don't be afraid to ask. This This is is Ask with David Dean. G'day everyone, Dave Dean here. And our question for the week is, is religion the leading cause of violence? Christians, Buddhists, Hindus, Jews, Muslims, Sikhs, for millennia religious traditions have either fallen victim to or sanctioned violence in one way or another and we don't need to look to the blood of bygone years to see this because we know it all too well from just the last couple of decades. Al-Qaeda on September 11, the global jihad waged by ISIS, Boko Haram in Africa, the persecution of Rohingya in Myanmar, take your pick of modern atrocities. I don't think any of us really need to be convinced that much that violence has been attributed to or associated with religion. But with that said, we need to get a little bit more specific here with the terms of this question. Is religion the leading cause of violence? Well, first what do we mean by this word cause? Think about this, if if I go to the beach and I get sunburned, then what caused my sunburn? Well, the sun obviously but there may be other factors as well. Maybe I deliberately ignored my wife who asked me to put on sunscreen. Maybe I could have gone out at a different time of the day or so on. You see, this is where the difficulty of causality comes in. Where do we draw the lines to isolate a particular cause as the cause of a certain effect? How exactly do we isolate religion as the cause of a particular violent act? I mean, take the Arab-Israeli conflict as another example. You could analyze that entire conflict from the standpoint of religious disputes, or you could study it from the standpoint of territorial disputes. Indeed, many of ISIS's holy duties and caliphates against Western nations were just straightforward political grievances about land and politics. The point is, the invocation for religious explanations for violent atrocities, it has a tendency to distort and obscure other ideological, even mundane, factors that led to bloodshed. I'm not saying that religion hasn't been a leading cause for particular acts of violence. It clearly has been in episodes of terrorism. All I'm saying is that it's easy to pin the tale of religious violence on the donkey of God, but when you start to investigate some of these historical conflicts, you begin to see that there was, more often than not, a lot more going on than just religious differences. And to be quite frank, a study of the history of wars will reveal that religion has been more or less absent from some of the most ghastly outbreaks of violence in human history. And we don't need to look very far to see that. Totalitarians like Pol Pot, Adolf Hitler, Joseph Stalin, Mao Zedong were not only non-religious, they were anti-religious Again, to clarify, I'm not saying that irreligion necessarily leads to violence any more than I'm saying religion necessarily leads to violence. My point is that both can lead to violence because both have led to violence. And this leads to a second and final point, namely that violence is seated in the human heart. If both religion and irreligion have played significant roles in causing violence, then that tells us that there is something else beneath them both, and that is the human heart. Violence is only out there in the world because it is first seeded as a passion in the heart of every human being, whether that's for power, for pride, for glory, for riches, for territory or whatever. And it's here that I think the answer of the Bible in the person of Jesus really just dismantles this objection. When Roman guards came to arrest Jesus, one of Jesus' disciples swung a sword at the head of one of the guards and cut off his ear. He brought the sword against those who rejected Jesus. But what did Jesus say? He said, Peter, put away your sword. Those who live by the sword die by the sword. And he restored the Roman soldier's ear. Jesus never used the sword to silence his enemies. So when a Christian kills in the name of being a Christ one, they are not acting out the ethics of what it is to be a one of Christ, a Christian They are, in a word, blaspheming, because that is literally what the word blasphemy means, to carry or utilize God's name for illegitimate purposes. So all of that to say, if the cause of violence is the human heart, then the answer to violence is not found in a clever philosophy or a political system or with newer technology or better education. The answer to violence is to be found in a transformation of the human heart. And I don't know of, again, any religious or irreligious worldview that speaks into this issue with such clarity as the Christian worldview. In the violence of the cross, the battle for the human heart was won so that anyone who calls upon the name of Jesus will be saved. He takes our heart of stone and gives us a heart of flesh. In Christ, we can be new creations. Where the old is gone and the new has come. Do you have a question about Christian beliefs, theology, doctrine, philosophy or culture? Don't be afraid to ask. Go to drcdean.com forward slash ask. That's Dean with an E.